We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. Happy Friday. Been a busy day. We've got a number of news topics to get into. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, nothing crazy like the massive trade that we saw go down yesterday with, with your Boston Celtics. There's still plenty to get into today. Uh, I guess let's start here. Let's start with, with Kemba Walker. That His stay with the Dallas Mavericks, short-lived indeed. He has been waived by the Mavs. What's going on here? Yeah, not surprising. This is in advance of his contract becoming fully guaranteed tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the show, uh, just in general. But with Kemba, he was signed when they were going through a ton of injuries at the guard position. They didn't have a lot of healthy guards behind Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie, so they brought in uh, Kemba. He had one really monster game where he scored over 30 points and played really well, and then the rest of the time he either kind of didn't play, didn't look too good. There was a point where he played and then needed a couple days off, so my worry is that this is pro- probably about it for, for Kemba. Um, it's I think he's still a guy who you put him on your bench, deep guy, and you only needed him once every week or so, it's probably okay. But people keep saying, this guy had over 30 points. Like, of course he's not done. Yeah, and then what else happened before and after that? Like, that matters too. It can't just be show up once and score 30 points. There's a ton of guys in the league, or not in the league, that are 40 and 50 years old. They could probably honestly go out there and get you 30 points in a game, And but they'd be able to do it once and then they'd miss the next month of action. And fortunately Kemba's not quite there, but it's not all that far off either. Yeah. You know, this is, it's not a surprise in that regard. You're thinking Kemba is probably done here. Um, Unfortunate, but this, this happens sometimes with the smaller guards where they really have to rely on their athleticism. Like the end comes quickly. It's like you, you blink and suddenly they're just not the guy that they used to be because they have to rely so much on their athleticism to get off shots, to get to their spaces and things like that. You get you look at some of the bigger plays. Even if you go back to Michael Jordan, you look at the way his game aged over time. Part of that was he, his size allowed him to mm-hmm. age gracefully, right, to be able to continue to just lean on that turnaround jumper. For a smaller player like a Kemba Walker, if the, the quickness starts to dip at all, you're, you're in big, big trouble. And I think that's kind of what we've seen happen here. 
Yeah, we always think of the super duper athletic players. What happens when they lose a step? Well, sometimes they lose a step, and now they're just even with everybody else. Mm-hmm. With these guys, if they're small, like you said, and they lose a step, then it becomes really, really hard. That's a lot of what's gone on with Isaiah Thomas since the hip injury as well. He's you know just not quite as explosive and as quick as he was, and and it sucks with Kemba because he was playing so great with Boston before he got hurt uh, in that season. Then the pandemic paused everything, and I think that threw things off even more and then he was never really right after that he, he was still solid and could still you know give you some stuff he did okay with the Knicks last year and maybe he does catch on with somebody as a you know third guard and can can give you some decent minutes every once in a while but for for now it kind of is what it is I, I would say if you know he'd be you know just given their roster building philosophy if if your team hadn't just filled their roster spot he'd be perfect yeah. for, for the lakers they they, <laughs> they definitely need another small guard right? all I mean, the small guards yeah. yeah yeah rob palenka is kicking himself right now he said what we could have had kemba <laughs> right yeah give, me, just give me all the small guards and let them clear waivers <laughs> so we'll see maybe sterling brown's 10 day turns into a two day that's, I guess that that's possible. Let, let's get to that, I guess, next. So the Lakers sign Sterling Brown and lose everyone else. Um, oh, gosh. So the Lakers, as of this point, I just put the, the depth chart out on, on Twitter. Austin Reeves has a hamstring strain. He's out for at least two weeks before he's reevaluated. Again, keyword there is reevaluated. Uh, Lonnie Walker, knee tendonitis, will be reevaluated. Uh, quad strain for uh, Troy, don't call me Tony Brown Jr., uh, he is out at least tonight against the Hawks. We don't know exactly the length of time he'll be out. So that's for a team that's already ridiculously paper thin on the wings. We were, I mean, Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker are not really wings. They're twos. Yeah. And yet they are being asked to play the wing for this Lakers team. They don't have anybody on, on the wings really of uh, that provides depth at this point. Their wing rotation is now Juan Toscano Anderson, LeBron James, and Sterling Brown, who was literally officially signed about an hour ago, uh, he may have to play real minutes here. And Keith, you and I talked about this a little bit uh, before coming on. I think the fact that he's played for Darvin Ham in the past was a big factor here. Like they, the Lakers went, oh boy, we might need somebody to play like right now. Who can plug and play immediately? And so they went with uh, with Sterling Brown. And I think, it, you know, it's not to say he's a bad player or anything, but I'd have to imagine that factored in heavily, the fact that he already has familiarity with Darvin Ham. Yeah, I think you've got that. The fact that he is a legitimate six foot five, six foot six. He's he really is a two three type player. Uh, you, you got to have something that's that's the yeah, guy I was poking fun before, but someone who isn't a six foot guard yes. needs to play that that isn't named LeBron James or Thomas Bryant. Like that's just the reality of things. So yeah, I mean it's it's really hard. And this was one of the things we cautioned a year ago and this past summer. When your roster is so top heavy with the three thirty, forty million dollar players, you have to nail the way that you fill out the rest of the roster because as injuries pop up, you can't be going to guys who are borderline, you know, NBA level players. Mm-hmm. And some of what's happened here is now the borderline NBA level guys are even getting hurt. So now you're really you're really getting you know deep 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 into uh into you know your rotation where you didn't expect to be. I almost wonder like do they regret not keeping like uh, Matt Ryan around uh, mm-hmm. now at this point and just because he would have been at least you know some wing size or something that they could have put out there. But yeah, it's tough. And then you know they're 
they're not getting a ton out of their two-way guys. There could be a shuffle coming there, though those guarantee in a little over a week uh, as well. So necessarily be surprised if we don't see a shuffle happen within the two-way just because there's an immediate need of depth for this team. Yeah, I mean, they, they just don't have much you're asking. And look, they've had some hits, right? Like Thomas Bryant on a veteran minimum deal has Great. given you more than you would expect. Um, certainly. So that helps. But the bottom line is the Lakers have put themselves in a position where they have to ask minimum guys to provide a lot more than what a minimum player should be expected. Yep. So you're asking guys to play way above their pay grade just in order to get by. And that's where you know this comes into play. And again, Austin Reeves is a guy who's given you a lot on a, on a minimum contract. And, uh, and, and Lonnie Walker has been a, a positive for them as well over the course of the season, probably outperformed his deal, even on a taxpayer mid-level. And so mm -hmm. now you're missing those guys. And so it becomes like, okay, Kendrick Nunn next, is the next man up and let's see what, what he can do out there. And he hasn't been great on the season. And you know, the one thing though, Keith, that I keep coming back to is Damian Jones, the one guy that they gave a second year player option on a minimum contract to, even when the Lakers are insanely shorthanded, like we saw it last game, he still can't get off the bench. Yeah, he hasn't been playable. That's been been a tough blow for them as well. Yeah, and it's it's tough because I know they don't. They, luxury tax is a concern, and mm -hmm. what level it should be that that's a very fair debate. Not like you fight that out with Laker fans for the umpteenth <laughs> millionth time, but um, I I do think in, in that situation with um, Damian Jones. I just wrote it. I wrote a piece for Spot Track about 10 day call up. Guys, they have a guy in the G League. Now, the Lakers have no claim to Jay Huff. Uh, he's, they, they, they have no control over him. He just plays for their G League team, but he's not signed. He's an NBA free agent, signed with anybody. I would maybe start thinking about, all right, hey, if I can't move Damian Jones in a trade, I, I need to start thinking about, I'm going to cut him and at least give Jay Huff a shot and see, and played well for them in summer league. I know he's had a couple cups of coffee with the Lakers, I believe mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Right. Yep. So you, you like, why not? I, the scout I talked to said like, Hey, this guy, he's only 24. Uh, he screams late bloomer and he's, you know, the best uh, combo of floor spacing rim protection prospect out there. That isn't Victor Wembanyama. No, that's probably some hyperbole there, right. but I, I mean, that is a rare combo. You don't see a ton of guys who can shoot the three and protect the rim, and Huff is doing that at a high level in the G League, and he's shooting consistently now too. So I would maybe consider that. But one thing I want to just kind of throw out there and then I'll let you close it out is I think this is the importance of whether you trade Russell Westbrook or what you do with the cap space this summer, um, which is really created by Westbrook's contract expiring, is – I know it's the Lakers and the Lakers chase stars. I fully get that. And I fully understand maybe they can be in the mix, but you got to give serious thought to, do we need another 30 or $40 million player? Or is it best to start breaking those contracts up into like three two, three, four players that mm -hmm. make, yeah, you know, 13 to 15 million a piece. And that's, that's, you know, that's the, the tricky part of team building, right? You've, you know, if, they were nailing these minimum signings left and right and doing great with them. Then I'd say, yeah, fine. You go chase your star. Cause you know, you can fill it out. I just don't have a ton of confidence based off what I've seen the last couple of years that they're going to nail enough of those signings to build a functional roster. Yeah. Agreed. And I'm on the same mindset. I don't think I don't want to see that. And it's not say it's not a viable approach, but the big three model, I don't think makes sense for this team moving forward. You're better off doing the big two with depth, which ironically the Lakers kind of, we're at the forefront of that movement and winning yeah. the championship in 2020 with that and then uh, went away from it. But 
And let me let me close with this. The Lakers rumored to be working out Boogie Cousins, according to Chris Haynes, uh, within the next week. Jay Huff or Boogie Cousins? Jay Huff. Like, I, you know what DeMarcus Cousins is? I mean, he's not going to – and that's not a criticism. He should probably be on a roster somewhere. I thought he played well enough in Denver last year to have a backup center spot in the league. And there's no problem with work. working out, I think, sometimes gets conflated into we're signing him. And yeah. it, it isn't that, right? It could just be touching base. I almost Fact wish finding. people would. Yeah. I would, NFL teams, I think it's Tuesdays that they bring in all these guys, all these free agents. Every NFL team, every Tuesday brings in guys and works them out. And a lot of times the reporters will be like, you know, I know I see it with the Patriots because that's who I follow. It'll be Patriots have these seven different players in for workouts. And mm-hmm. more often than not, nothing comes of it, but you're refreshing your list. Just, hey, is that guy in shape? What does he look like? How does he, you know, is he throwing the ball okay? Can he still run? You know, whatever it is. I think in this case, I'd like to see NBA reporting be a little bit better and fan reaction be a little bit better too. All right. They're checking in on cousins. And, mm-hmm. and if he came in and they're like, Holy crap, he looks amazing. Well, then maybe you do wave Damian Jones for him or something like that, but you can't give that roster spot to him. You already have a backup center. You don't ever use you. Like you said, you need wings right now. So I just, I, you know, checking in with them fine. If they moves forward into a signing, mm, I would pass. Yeah. I mean, and even with just to, to really close this out on, on Damian Jones, he has a player option for the second year. So even if you did want to move on from him, that guarantee that would guarantee the second year if you were to waive him. Yep. So that's I mean, that's going to be a move where you're calling Indiana or San Antonio and saying, "Yep, what can we give you to take this on?" And it's so little sure. money; it should only be a second round pick. Yep. And I know much. we have hammered don't trade the first, but if you got to trade a second to get off Damian Jones, see you later. You know, yeah. Bye. You know, off you go. And that is disappointing, too, because I think we both like that. I was excited about him. Yep. Yeah, he had played well for the Kings and just for whatever reason doesn't fit. I feel like the LeBron and Russ don't trust him. That He doesn't have the best hands in the world. That's it. They don't so trust like, him to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. So yep. when they throw it to him coming down the lane, it's it, it fumbles away too many times. And that's there's no better and quicker way for a big man to get himself put on the bench than fumble away some passes from the from the playmakers when they should be laying. Yep, like a running back putting the ball on the ground. That's going to get you on the bench real quick. Same thing with the with the center. If you if you can't catch that pass coming from LeBron from a Russell Westbrook and finish it, that's not a good sign. All right, let's uh, let's move away from from my Lakers and let's talk uh, Devin Vassell. This is another guy that I really really like. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to be out indefinitely now for for the San Antonio Spurs. You know, the, the Spurs, they're in tank mode and, and all of that, but still uh, development year for Devin Vassell and, and unfortunate that he's going to be out for a bit now. Yeah, and, and I know, again, people are screaming, well, they're tanking. What difference does it make? Well, it, it doesn't. Wins a lot. They were going to lose those games anyway. What you're losing is Devin Vassell being out there and being the 1-1-A mm-hmm. option on offense, and that's – what he's been with Keldon Johnson when they both played. I don't know how many people realize Devin Vassell this year in the games he's played 19 points per game, 45, 40, and 80 
shooting splits. Yep. So pretty good shooting. He's upped his assist to 3.6 assists per game uh, this year. So showing some stuff with the ball in his hands. And you're starting to finally see where the Spurs are like, all right, we kind of like this kid. And we, we feel like we've got something here. And with him and Johnson, those are kind of your your younger building block guys, along with guys like Jeremy Sohan and the like. So it's just a bummer that now, you know, indefinitely, probably, you know, the nature of a, any kind of knee scope is at least four to six weeks yep. and and they're going to be in no place to rush them back so let's say it's six weeks you're talking end of february now now do you start to am i gonna bother like like do, well, well what's the point are we gonna bring them back or not so it, it could just turn into one of those slightly lost seasons but you know just 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 tough and the spurs are starting to hit the point to me where i'm a little like yeah, this seems a little, like starting to get a little unwatchable at times because I just don't know how much I'm going to learn uh, for, from that. I, you know, they're there. They're, yeah. I'll catch uh, the first half hour when you're in the seven o'clock window, and then I'll, I'm going to move on to other things. Now, slight silver lining here. If the Spurs have any inkling towards trading Josh Richardson, this clears the way for them to showcase him um mm-hmm. by with Vassell sure. being out. But again, that's even that is is a reach because you can certainly do that without having to lose Devin Vassell to injury. And, and you know, so I, I think teams probably know what Josh Richardson mm-hmm. is, but yeah. And the other thing is he's kind of their backup point guard right now. Cause yeah. they don't, it's, you know, Trey Jones is like the iron man for the Spurs. He plays every game and plays a lot every game for them. And it's because he's the only real point guard on the entire roster, which is a little weird. Blake Wesley, just keep an eye on this. He's coming back soon from, from injury should, should be, within the next week or so. And I think they're going to kind of force feed him point guard minutes mm-hmm. alongside uh, Trey Jones at times, but behind Trey Jones. And I think that's going to be something they're they're going to really give him those minutes and we'll see where it goes from there. All right. From there, Bradley Beal dealing with a hamstring injury. He's going to be out for about a week. And look, We've talked about this with each injury. The Bradley Beal contract is going to get more and more questionable moving forward. Just and it's not to say this is a contract that's keeping him out for the seat or an, an injury that's keeping him out for the season or anything like that, but he's been banged up quite a bit this season, mm-hmm. and it's just something to keep an eye on. I think we talked about this about a week or so ago that you know there's depending on who you ask, Bradley Beal is already seen in some circles as a negative value on his contract, and others he's definitely not. So I'm not saying this is like across the league. Oh my gosh, this is a terrible contract or anything, but. The more this becomes a thing, the more people start to look at that and say, hmm, I don't know about this this contract and even trading for him potentially long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's going to be 30 the, this summer, but uh, before the start of next season. So he's in his year, his age 29 season right now. So, you know, so you're talking 33, he'll be 33 in the final year of his deal with a $57 million player <sighs> option. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Given that health, health track record, and it's weird for him too, right? Because Bradley Beal, when we, if we go back, what, five, six, seven years, it was like, man, this guy's never healthy. He just, you know, wish he could stay on the court. Yep. And then he did for a three-year period. He barely missed any time. Back-to-back seasons in 18 and 19, he played all 82 games. The pandemic year, he played 57 out of the 60-something games before uh, everything kind of went wonky. So he, he had stayed largely healthy for a few years. The last couple of years, 40 games played last year. That's not great. And this year, he's already missed uh, 15 games. And this year, when he plays, he's at 52% shooting uh, from, from the floor, which completely blew my mind because I didn't know. I knew he was having a nice year. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was quite quite there. So productive guy still, but you got to be on the floor, man. We, we need you to be be out there. Now, that gets really tough. And these we've said it with hamstring injuries, too. You got to be careful because otherwise it turns into instead of a week, it turns into a month or more in Washington. We know it's important for them to make the play. It they, They're, they're oh, fighting. Sure. They're not bottoming out and they're, they're a half game out of the playing tournament. They're three games out of the eight seed. So it's, it's, you know, not a great spot for them to be missing guys, but you know, it kind of is what it is. All right. And then the, uh, the golden state warriors made a couple offers to Bob Myers. Uh, that became a, topic of conversation a few weeks ago that he's going to be out of contract after after this year uh would still have to imagine that like if i'm a warriors fan i'm not panicking right now i'd have to imagine that they figure out a way to get this done and keep him around he's been so integral to to building this thing out you know light years and all of that yeah i it is weird though that you have the owner coming out and saying he's yeah. been and this all came from an interview joe lakeham did with tim kawakami uh he came out and said that we've made him one of the highest paid general managers, top three in the league. We have offered him two contracts that haven't gone anywhere. So it seems like Joe Lake, which he has a tendency to get a little defensive sometimes was being a little defensive of like, Hey, we're not just letting him go. Like, you know, we we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, keep him around, but it is like, well, what do you, are you, you're investing a ton of money into the players. You're trying to save it on the back end by not paying Bob Myers as much. No. What's going on there? I don't know. It's just, a, it's weird already to have a general manager headed into the trade deadline kind of as a lame duck guy without a contract. That is a scary, scary thing. Um, but then also like, where are we going with this? And now you're putting all this out there publicly. I don't know. Something just seems a little off about the whole situation. Could, could this just be kind of public perception? Like in case Bob Myers, you know, in June winds up or whatever this contract officially is, is up, um, goes somewhere else. This can be the Warriors can say, well, look, we did everything we could. This isn't on us. This is on him. He said, no, we did everything we could here. Is that, is it just public perception that it could be against? Yeah, for sure. It definitely could be. I think 
We've also seen, too, I know we had a few GM moves last summer, uh, notably Tim Connolly moving on on Mm -hmm. over to Minnesota. But we've gone through a relatively stable period of time where we hadn't seen GMs, presidents. For lack of a better term, we're going to always just call them GMs because it's it's really when we say GM, we're talking ultimate decision maker in the front office. Correct. But I'm wondering if we're kind of hitting a time where, or we may see more of this. We may see more uh, movement and guys kind of, kind of shuffling and adjusting and those kind of things. And, and I, I mean, it's not necessarily fair, but I'm going to connect the dots. Bob Myers is an LA guy originally. And there's going to be a lot of thought to like, could Bob Myers come out, come be the guy to, to take over the Lakers if they ever were to move on from Rob Plinka. And maybe for him, it's just, Hey, let's keep that option open and see you know where things go. Because, you know, if worse comes to worse, I, you know, Oh God forbid, I just sign a new deal with the Warriors and stay here. Keith, that is definitely not getting clipped or anything like that for, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Complete speculation. Co- correct. Yes. Total, total yeah. speculation. But I mean that, but that's a conversation we're going to be having if this keeps going for now. Well, it, exactly. And yeah. the more any, any fan base that's frustrated with the team's decision making, if they don't like trades, it's going to be fire this guy. Mm-hmm. Bob Myers doesn't have a new contract. Go hire him. He right. it'll become almost like the new Messiah Jerry was a couple of years back before he signed his new deal with the Raptors, where it'll be just get us that guy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, let's talk. Last thing we've got contract guarantee dates that's coming up uh, tomorrow. Ooh. So what does that that mean around the NBA? Well, we talked about this a little bit on the last show that. Players have to be waived in time to actually clear waivers before the deadline. So that's why you kind of see two different dates. You see, in in fact, the dates that, that players need to be waived by and then the date that it actually is listed on the NBA calendar. Yeah, exactly. Technically, January 10th is when all contracts guarantee. Functionally, it's January 7th because you have to clear waivers. It's 48 hours on waivers after you're waived. So it, that makes it tomorrow. Makes it uh, tomorrow, Saturday the 7th, is you got to, uh, if you're going to move on from guys, there's 27 players, really 25, because the Lakers uh, put it out through Woj and others that they're uh-huh. going to keep, uh, uh, and I think Dave McMenamin too, that they're going to keep Reeves and Gabriel, which no was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, we knew that was coming, but it's, um, they are, uh, and so 25 guys still, you know, in it ranges from complete no-brainers like guys like Jose Alvarado and Jalen Noel to guys who are a little bit more questionable. Maybe the team wants a roster spot. Maybe they just want a little bit more cap and tax flexibility. There's all sorts of ways you can get into it with this. But just don't be surprised if throughout the rest of the day today and tomorrow you're hearing one of two things. Either trades are happening where guys are being moved around mm-hmm. or you're hearing um, players players are getting waived and, and things like that and teams are opening up spots. And then because it's 10-day season, you can turn right around and fill those spots with a 10 day if you want to. So it's, you you know, there's going to be a handful of guys who I think will sleep a lot easier tomorrow night. uh, If they're still, you know, we we hit past the uh, 5 PM hour when business closes up uh, for the day and they're, they're still on roster. They will be feeling pretty good. There's a number of tense times coming up for, for players around the NBA. You've got both this one coming up here uh, tomorrow, as well as of course the trade deadline on February 9th. Not fun experiences for players to go through, Mm -hmm. but gives us plenty to talk about. Absolutely. January 15th, too, is the uh, Mm two-way deadline. So that that starts to become like a big kind of shuffle date 
to, to potentially look at too with that. So yeah, we got get a lot, a lot of, you know, minor and hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed for us content wise, major uh, roster moves coming okay. over the next uh, month or so, but trade, trade deadlines almost here, man. It's a month away. Like, I it's, know we're, we're, we're closing right in. I felt like it was never going to get here. Now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's coming. I'm going to make a prediction. You ready? Uh Oh yeah. Within the next week and a half, we're going to have a major NBA trade. I like it. Yeah, I like right. it. We're, we're, like, somebody I, always does. Somebody is always like, we're going to do it. We're pulling the trigger right now today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not joking around with a Noah Vaughn lane. We'll try to spin it into a, yeah, I'm talking a real actual major trade that has impact on the league. A, a, a true Woj bomb. If you, yes. if you will. Yeah. Correct. All right. I like it. And it'll happen sometime around two 45 to 3 PM Eastern Monday through Friday. When I'm in the car doing school. Pickup. That's that is of course that's, that's when they all know. I mean, yep. we, we send the memo around people mm -hmm. wait Say okay, Keith left the house. Go ahead, yep. Woj. Drop that that tweet out there, or Shams Guaranteed. or whoever. Go ahead. That is the lock of all locks. Yep, yep. We know. Just like just, I said the same thing. As soon as I go on vacation, the Lakers are going to make make a trade. Hello, Patrick <laughs> Beverly. That's yeah. that is what I, wasn't the trade we expected, but <laughs> no, it's the way the NBA yeah. operates. Yeah. It is they, a they, giant they, they made, It wasn't the wasn't the monster. And, and just in case people are wondering, we will be live on trade deadline day, mm -hmm. uh, probably just like we did last year, a couple hours leading up to the deadline. And uh, Trevor and I may need to check in and out of that if our yep. teams are doing something. But but we'll be live here with the on front office show. And we'll do do like we always do. Anytime we go live, we'll take a bunch of questions and have a whole bunch of fun. And we'll, we'll stay probably an hour, hour and a half after the deadline as well as deal still filtering and mm -hmm. deal terms and uh, kind of wrapping it all up. But yeah, it's going to be a really fun day. We have a great time with it. That's right. That's right. Should be a good one. All right, everybody have a great weekend till next time. See ya and stay safe. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.